Welcome to the Faith Lift Radio Podcast, where doubt is destroyed and your faith is lifted. Here's today's message from Dr. Glenn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's bow our head and let's pray as we go to the Word. Father, we want to thank you that you are a healing God. Your name is Jehovah Rapha. Jesus, you are our Jehovah Rapha, and we love you. We thank you that healing is forever settled. Praise God. Let's go back to our foundational text real quickly once again to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. What are we told here? Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. It is a settled deal. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 17. We are told, now I already explained to you yesterday, that Matthew 8 is the healing chapter. Glory to God. Now, <clears throat> thank you, Jesus. Verse 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That's a done deal. It is settled. Healing is forever settled. Now today, I want you to open your Bible with me to the book of Exodus, chapter 15 and verse 26. He said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am Jehovah Rapha. If healing was not for us today, then God would have to change his name. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 tells us how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing how many? All, amen, that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So he's Jehovah Rapha, and he heals all. Amen, he's Jehovah Rapha. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed all in the past, he still heals all today. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8 says, I am Alpha and Omega, I am the beginning and the ending, praise God, saith the Lord, which is and which was uh, and which is to come, the Almighty. I never change. God never changes. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, I am the Lord, I do not change. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, uh, Jesus Christ uh, is the same yesterday. Jesus Christ, Jesus the anointed one. Well, what was he anointed to do? Acts 10, 38, Jesus is anointed to heal Praise God. Can you say amen? Amen. He's the same anointing to heal all. He's the same Jehovah Rapha, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth thee, is synonymous with Jesus, our great physician. Say that with me. Jehovah Rapha is Jesus, our great physician. Say it again. Jehovah Rapha is Jesus, our great physician. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you, since healing is forever settled, you have a right to divine healing, divine health, and divine life. 
Put your hand in your heart and say with me, I have a right to divine healing, divine health, and divine life. All right. So let's define div divine healing real quickly. And then I'm going to show you, since healing is already settled, the different ways that God can heal you. All right. Divine healing, ladies and gentlemen, is healing that comes from above. Divine healing is healing that comes from above, from God. When earth below have no more avenues to bring healing and health to you, healing from above is still available. Healing from God is still available. So divine healing is healing that comes from above, from God. Number two, <clears throat> divine healing is healing that is available to every person when medical science has no answer to your ailment. Divine healing is healing that is available to all, to every person, to you, when medical science has no answer to your ailment. Number three, divine healing is provision that was made available to you through Jesus' cross of Calvary redemptive work. Let's say it again. Divine healing is provision that was made available to you through Jesus' cross of Calvary redemptive work. Amen. The cross settle not just a sin issue, but a sickness issue. Can you say amen? Number four, divine healing, ladies and gentlemen, is a supernatural encounter with the power of God to physically remove disease out of your body. Let's say it again. Divine healing is a supernatural encounter with the power of God to physically remove diseases out of your body. Number five. Well, before we go to number five, if there is a disease in your body that needs to be physically removed, amen, glory to God, Jesus has already made provision for that. Can you lift up your hand and say, I receive that in Jesus' name. Praise be to God. Number five, divine healing is a present extension of the ministry of Jesus through his body, through his church, to a suffering world. The world is suffering. People around you are suffering. But divine healing, ladies and gentlemen, is a present extension of the ministry of Jesus through his body, amen, the church, to a lost, dying, and suffering world. Number six, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> divine healing is God's marketing card for mass evangelism. It is another tool for soul winning. That is what brought the great revivals in Asia, the great revivals in the islands, the great revivals uh, in uh, um in Africa, amen, and that is still the same marketing card that will bring great revival in the last days in America and in Europe. 
God is a healing God. So divine healing is God's marketing card for mass evangelism. It is another tool for soul winning. Number seven, divine healing is every human being's right. Amen. Made available to every human, for it is the nature of God to heal. Healing is not just for the believer. Healing is for everybody. If healing was not for us today, then God would have to change one of his redemptive name, which is Jehovah Rapha. Are you listening? So healing is available to the sinner as it is available to the saint. Every person that Jesus healed in his ministry was a sinner. So healing is available today, whether you're a saint or whether you are a sinner, because it is in God's character, it is in God's nature to heal. He is a healer. And number eight, divine healing is the will of God for you, period. Divine healing is the will of God for you, period. And that is the final word. It is final. All right, Isaiah 53 and verse 4, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Now, you'll see uh, Matthew's rendition of that verse. Okay. In verse Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, he's quoting Isaiah that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. All right? That is what the uh, Isaiah in the Old Testament says, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. That means he bore our sins, all right? He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So for people to tell you that that is spiritual, no, Matthew tells you that was physical sicknesses. All right? Are you listening? So don't let people fool you or preachers fool you to tell you that this is spiritually. No, 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 no. Matthew says it was physical diseases. And we know that because in Matthew 8, 16 and 17, that's the healing chapter, they brought in the evening, they brought unto him many that were diseases, uh, had many diseases and were uh, possessed with devils and he healed them all. Thank you, Jesus. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Can you say amen? God, ladies and gentlemen, is not the author nor the originator of sickness and disease. Sickness comes from the devil. Like we read yesterday, Psalms 41, an evil thing, or like the Hebrew says, an evil disease, or a thing of Belial. So sickness comes from the devil. It does not come from God. Acts 10 and 38 tells us how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. How God did what? Anointed Jesus of Nazareth 
with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The oppressor is the devil. Jesus is the healer. Can you say amen? Let's not ever uh, confuse the two. Luke chapter 13 and verse 16, Jesus said, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, not God, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John chapter 10 and verse 10, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I am come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. All right. Thank you, Jesus. First John chapter 3 and verse 8, For this purpose, the second part of it, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, what's the works of the devil? Sickness is part of the works of the devil. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And now let's go back again to Psalms 41 and verse 8, please. Psalms 41 and verse 8. Uh, the King James says, an evil disease. So disease is evil. Disease is what? Evil. They say, an evil disease, they say, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, now that he is on the bed of affliction, he shall rise up no more. The Hebrew says, an evil disease or a thing of Belial. All right? What the King James called an evil disease, the Hebrew says, a thing of Belial. And who is Belial? Satan. God's word translation of this verse goes like this. That is a modern translation. A devilish disease has attached itself to him. He will never leave his sickbed. Well, David did. And Peter's mother-in-law left her sick bed. The man who was paralyzed, Jesus said, get up, pick up your bed and walk. So you can leave your bed of affliction. You can leave that bed of sickness. The Darby Bible translation goes like this. A thing of Belial cleaveth fast unto him, and now that he is laid down, he will rise up no more. The devil is a liar. Let me read to you now from the Young's literal translation. A thing of Belial is poured out on him, and because he lay down, he riseth up, uh, he riseth not again. The devil is alive because David did, Peter's mother-in-law did, and others did, and so will you, and so will you. So you must be clear in your mind that God is the healer and that Satan is the cause behind your sickness. God is the healer. Come on, say with me. God is the healer. He's Jehovah Rapha. Let it be settled once and for all. Healing must be forever and once and for all settled in your heart that God is the healer but and Jesus is the healer and Satan is the one behind that sickness. All right? Now that you understood that, 
for the next few minutes that we are together. Now, there are many more than this, but I'm going to give you today um, different ways that God heals. We will look at it from the Bible, the different ways that Jesus healed, and in the scriptures how healing was dispensed to people. I'm going to give you, let me see, nine probably, nine, but there are many more ways to receive healing, okay? So number one, the most common way that we see healing was um, transferred to people, number one, is through the laying on of hands. Everybody is, knows about this. All right, laying on of hands. Luke chapter 4 and verse 40. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them, and he healed them. So we see that healing was uh, transferred through the hands of Jesus. All right? And the laying on of hands is done according to the principle or the law of contact and transmission. Once once hands is laid on you, there's contact. And once contact is made, there is transmission. All right, transmission of the healing power of God. Mark chapter 16 and verse 17, Jesus said, sitting in the church now in the Great Commission, these signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. Are you a believer? Yes, I am. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues, verse 18, and they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, just like the master, and they shall recover. Can you say amen? Praise God forevermore. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, we are told, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands. This, this is fundamental doctrine of the church and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. So we see that one of the predominant ways that healing was transferred is through the laying on of hands. So this is why we lay hands on people. Well, you say, I go to a church that doesn't lay hands. Well, then you need to, you need to find yourself a church that, that has preachers that lay hands on people. Praise God. Number two, another way we see that healing was uh, uh, released in the New Testament is through the anointing with oil. Anointing with oil. All right. James chapter 5 and verse 14, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them... What? Pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he has committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. So we see here, anointing with oil is another avenue that healing is released. Can you say amen? And this is why when we pray also, we also can anoint people and will anoint people with oil Amen. To receive healing. Number three. Number three. Amen. We see that healing is released through prayers. Amen. Through prayers. We've just read here. James chapter 5 and verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray. 
Let them what? Pray over him. And then verse 15, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. Uh, James 5.13, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Let him pray. Mark 11, 24, what things, Jesus says, therefore I tell you, what things soever you desire, if you desire healing, amen, believe you receive when you pray and you shall have them, amen. So prayer, number three, is another way that healing is released, amen. Number four, number four, the name of Jesus his name is above every name. Praise God. At his name, according to the book of Philippians and the Apostle Paul, every knee must bow. Every tongue must con con confess. Every knee must bow to the name of Jesus. He has been given a more excellent name. Praise God. John 16 and verse 23. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. John chapter 16 and verse 23. At that time, uh, from the Living Bible, all right? At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. For you can go directly to the Father and ask him, and he will give you what you ask for because you use my name. You haven't tried this before, but begin now. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and your cup of joy will overflow. Glory to God. That's John 16, 23, 24 from the Living Bible. Now, when the man who was crippled from his mother's womb in Acts chapter 3, sitting by the gate called Beautiful, received his healing, when they were being queried by the religious people, look what Peter says, how this man received his healing. And his name, through faith in his name. Peter exercised faith in the name of Jesus. That's why he said to the uh, man who was begging, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have, amen, give I unto thee in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Glory to God. What did Peter have? He had the name of Jesus, and the name of Jesus is the believer's inheritance. So G Peter says in Acts chapter 3, verse 16, And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given this man perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Okay? Now, number five, uh, another way we can have healing is that we have <clears throat> power over demons and the spirit of infirmity as the seed of Abraham. Okay, now, we have what, number five? Power over demons and the spirit of infirmity as the seed of Abraham. Luke chapter 13, verse 11 and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. When Jesus saw her, 
He called her unto him and said to her, Woman, thou art loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now, you know, the religious crowd was not happy. But Jesus said in verse 16, And not not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound. Lo, these eighteen years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. Now, what are, are we saying here? You got power over demons and the spirit of infirmity as the seed of Abraham. This woman was a seed of Abraham, and yet she was bound. Now, let's go to Galatians chapter 3, please. Galatians chapter 3, please. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Verse 16. And to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. All right. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one unto thy seed, which is Christ. So Christ is the seed of Abraham. Christ is the seed of Abraham to whom uh, God prophesied, Abraham, that your seed will possess the gates of his enemies. So now we can see that Christ, as the literal seed of Abraham, had power over demons and the spirit of infirmity, and he released another seed of Abraham who was bound. So this is why we pray for people. We've got power, you, as a seed of Abraham, you've got power over demons and the spirit of infirmity. Can you say amen? That was number five. Number six, the sixth way that we can find healing and receive healing is through the gifts of the spirit. God gave us the gifts of the spirit, amen, to profit with all and to bring healing to our generation. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse seven, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, and to another prophecy, praise God, and to another discernment of spirits, to another, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but all these worketh that one and selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as, his, as he will. So we've got the working of, uh, of miracles, the gifts of healing, and faith. Faith for the moment, instant faith, miraculous faith. That brings, that these three gifts there will bring healing to our generation. The gifts of healings, the working of miracles, and what? The gift of faith. So another way we can have healing uh, transferred to us is through the gifts of the Spirit. Can you say amen? Number seven, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, seventh way you can receive healing is ingesting God's Word as your medicine and vitamin. Ingesting of God's Word as your medicine and vitamin. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20, My son, attend unto my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. What? You attend to my words? Make it first place. Give it priority. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life, life unto those that find them in health. Health to all their flesh. The word health here is the Hebrew word mape, 
which means medicine to all their flesh, medication. So ingesting of God's word as your medicine, meditation to become your medication. Your meditation becomes your medication. Can you say amen? Glory to God. So you ingest God's word, which brings me to point number eight, meditating upon the word of God, your meditation becomes your medication. The Hebrew word is the word mape, and it means medicine to all their flesh. To how much of your flesh? Number eight, to all of your flesh. All right. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears. So you're ingesting it. How do you ingest it? By speaking it. All right. How do you ingest it? By seeing it. How do you ingest it? By hearing it. So the way you ingest God's word is by seeing it, hearing it, and speaking it. All right. And now you meditate upon it. Then they become what? Health to all your flesh. It becomes your medicine. Your meditation becomes your medication. Can you say amen? So that's number eight. Number nine, and I want to close with number nine, all right, is that you got to hear the word of God constantly. When you are sick, it is not the time to be hearing this report and that report and listen to everybody who had the same ailment and died, uh, you know, and hear about this, how the people died or how they couldn't make it, how they're still suffering. No, you got to protect your ears. Hearing and be healed. You got to hear to be healed. We'll find this in Luke chapter 5, verse 15, ladies and gentlemen. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Hearing precedes healing. Hearing precedes healing. Luke chapter 6 and verse 17, And he came down with them and stood in the plain, and the company of his disciples, and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem, from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Twice we hear in this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Constant hearing will bring constant healing. They came to hear and to be healed. And then Acts chapter 14 and verse 9. The same heard Paul speak, uh, who steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he had faith to be healed. That man was hearing Paul speaking and his faith was energized and came alive. So that's number nine. You got to hear the word to receive healing. Now, there are many more ways that God can heal you. Let me give you one more. Number 10, just speak the word only. Speak the word only. That's what the centurion taught us. I don't need you to come to my house, Jesus. Come. You don't need to come to my house and be under my roof. Just speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. She kept saying, she kept saying, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So the 10th way you can receive healing is by speaking the word. Can you say amen? Praise God. Ladies and gentlemen, that's enough for you today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Faith Lift Radio podcast. For more information about Dr. Glenn and how to offer your financial support, log on to glenarecchia.org.